Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome back to Open Late. I'm Jessica Spandiari, and this is a Soulfire production. Welcome back, lovers. This is going to be another solo episode. If you didn't catch episode 18, my first solo episode, The Danger of the One, I highly recommend going to check that one out first. It's a short episode and today is essentially part two of what I shared in that episode, but I will give you a little recap. So I talked about the danger of the one and how in our society, a lot of times we make the one our everything. And in that episode, I talk about how that's very unhealthy in a relationship. And so not that I'm against finding your soulmate, finding the person who is most aligned with you, right? Finding that one. But what I am very against is falling into the trap of having your relationship be looking for the one, finding the one, and then living, right? Happily ever after, like some storybook thing that we were sold. Um, I'm kind of against that. What I am for is creating and designing a relationship that's all your own. And so today I would like to pick it up where we left off in that episode and share with you what I call staying in discovery mode. What is discovery mode? Discovery mode is how two people can stay in what feels like a honeymoon phase for as long as possible, for as long as they want and for as long as they continue to try. Now, discovery mode can be for those in monogamous relationships. It can be for those of you in polyamorous or open or monogamish relationships. Discovery mode can be practiced by those who are single and dating or those people who don't even want to date. Stay in discovery mode with yourself. This episode is going to have so many valuable tools that I have practiced myself over the years um, in relationship with Pasha and now Lauren, and I'm really excited to share them with you. So here we go. The number one way to stay in discovery mode, or maybe not the number one way, there's no hierarchy here, but let's say the first way that I'm going to share with you is to have goals together. Okay. Now I mentioned this in episode 18, where a lot of times people will, you know, look for the one they'll find their person. They've dated a slew of maybe terrible people or maybe some not so terrible people, right? Trying out uh, their relationship styles and like seeing what fits and what doesn't fit. And I know friends all over the spectrum, some who are dating and having a terrible time and some who are realizing that each person gets them closer to their best match. Whatever your case is, a lot of times you find this person 
and maybe you get married or you have some kind of commitment and then you rest because you're like, I found the one, I did it. It's like this (laughs) dating marathon is over and you rest. And then what happens? If you don't have something to work towards, you can get complacent. Things can get stale. And so I talked about this briefly in the previous episode, but what I didn't talk about was how to combat that. What do you do if you're feeling like that's happening in your relationship? And if you're not there yet, what's a great way to circumvent that happening, right? How can you know what to put in place and what to practice before it even happens? And so working towards common goals as a couple is extremely important for staying in discovery mode. Pasha and I always do this every year. We set goals and intentions on our own, but we also set them together. We're like, what do we want to work towards and accomplish together? Now, if you are a goal setter or high achiever already, then you likely know the science behind when you reach something that you're working towards, it releases happy chemicals, right? When you feel successful, you get a hit of dopamine and serotonin and oxytocin and things like that that feel so good in your body. If you could just think about it now for a moment, what's something that you accomplished or worked towards with someone else, with a partner or maybe a best friend or maybe a family member or your whole family? Maybe your family gets together every year and feeds people without homes around the holidays or adopts families for holiday gift giving. That feels so good when you do something like that together. So what I'm sharing is I think it's so important that as the years go on and as you're creating more consistency in your relationship to have new goals and work towards them together, whether that's trying new hobbies out or saving to buy a home or go on a really beautiful trip together, whatever it is, you should be working together towards something new. You don't have to be doing this 24 seven, but if you're noticing, oh, you know what? We're not spending, you know, so much time together. We're not really having the same sort of interests right now. It's a great time to have a common goal. And I think that working towards something together really helps build character as a couple as well. And in the danger of the one I talked about having all the same hobbies, not being a good thing, right? You like can become the same person. So this is sort of the balance of that. This is the other side of that to bring intention to what you're doing together and make sure that it's something that you both are either learning or growing in or something that really makes you both happy or something that you really enjoy seeing the other person happy doing that you want to try out and just kind of be in that experience with them. You know, it really helps build your bond in a healthy way, in a securely attached way. Along with setting these couple goals, I think it's extremely important to be setting independent goals still and to encourage your partner to set independent goals for themselves as well. Let's dive into this a little bit deeper. So I talked about consistency and variety before. And that's like this polarity that you can create in a relationship to have balance. Having your own independent goals and having couple goals is sort of like the same thing. You want to still remain your own person and 
do things that you love and light you up regardless of whether or not your partner likes it. And what happens when you set goals independent of one another is you spend time apart. And spending time apart is the second way that I love to stay in discovery mode. Because when you are learning and growing on your own, you have an opportunity to come back to your partner and share something new. And the cool thing is your partner also has this opportunity to come back and share something new. And so you create that mystery again that I was mentioning before in episode 18, the work of Esther Perel is something I always talk about. And she says, desire needs mystery. And when your partner is off doing their own thing, you have the opportunity to have a little mystery in your relationship. You know, you have the opportunity to experience that whole age old saying, absence makes the heart grow fonder. It's really true. You, you can't miss the person if they're always around. And that longing for someone, that desire is really beautiful for keeping the spice alive, especially in long-term monogamous relationships. And for those of you who are coupled up, I want you to think about the first time you really saw your partner back then in their own experience, right? With their own group of friends, like maybe holding court, telling jokes or something like that. And you weren't really a part of their life yet. How attractive was that person then? Your guy now, right? How attractive was it to see him maybe with his family for the first time when you weren't fully immersed in his life yet? I bet that those are some memories that you look back on and you're like, yeah, that was like tingly and new and spicy. Do you want to know why? Because you weren't in their life yet. And so there was so much left to be learned about. And that's what's exciting. So when you encourage your partner to take space and do their own thing, you have so much space in the relationship to create that longing, that desire, that missing each other. And they're learning something new and you're learning something new or you're working towards something different, which is really attractive to people with their own lives like healthy, healthy versions of themselves, that's sexy, right? That's not codependent. So this is why it's really important to have your own goals. Now, a lot of people might say, especially critics are going to say, oh, well, absence makes the heart grow fonder. What about love the one you're with? What about your partner spending, you know, all this time without you and they're getting to know these other people, you know, and they might like leave you for somebody else. That is such a scarcity mindset. And I think this is such an opportunity if you're having those thoughts or feelings already of, you know, nervousness or jealousy or feelings of not enoughness. This is an amazing indicator of what you could be working on in your life. And I went through that, you know, Pasha used to travel a lot for work and he worked with models at the time. And so it's, I'm not a stranger to thinking about him doing his own thing, like, you know, having his independent vision where he was building, you know, his company and spending so much time without me with like beautiful women. And I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, at the time, you know, I was very self-aware, but it was still a challenge. But I knew that I had to look deep within me and see 
where I didn't feel enough, where I didn't feel adequate? And was I projecting a mistrust onto him because of what happened in my previous relationships where I was cheated on? It had nothing to do with him. And so I grew because we spent time apart. I got to look at why am I worried that I'm going to be abandoned in this situation? You know, is that because of something that happened to me when I was younger? And the list goes on of how you can do the deep healing work and really work on your triggers and soften the edges. And now, you know, he can fly all over the world. I can fly all over the world. And there's barely any jealousy there. It it hasn't come up in a long time because we've had the opportunity to work on it. And because we've done that work, we didn't say, oh, this is too much and this is too uncomfortable. So let's not do it. We encourage each other to have these independent goals. And it's so balanced because we have the couple goals and we make sure that we're spending the appropriate and equal amount of time on both. And so maybe you're saying like, this isn't rocket science. I got it. I'm supposed to have goals. We're supposed to have goals together. But these concepts are so easy and yet so hard to actually implement in your life. Most people will hear them. They'll talk about them, but they won't actually do them. And so please, like if you, if you're somewhere where you can take out a pen and a paper, I would write some of this stuff down because it's really valuable in a relationship and being, you know, almost 10 years into knowing my husband, these are two things that we practice regularly and intentionally. We actually, we just wrote our couple goals down on a canvas It was Pasha's Christmas present. Well, side note story. But I gifted Pasha this large canvas and some body paint. And we had sex on that canvas. And you know what? We should probably record an episode about it because it was amazing. And before we did that, we actually took the goals that we wrote out for this year, for 2022, and we wrote them in gold marker on the canvas. And then painted on top of it. It was pretty fucking epic. Okay. Um, before I get all hot and bothered, let me get back to what we were talking about here. So goal setting and spending time apart, two of the best ways to stay in discovery mode. And I have one more for you. And this last one I think is probably the most important. And that is the power of your community. So your tribe, right? your people. And tribe is kind of a hot word right now. I, you know, mean no bad intentions by using the word, but we all used to live in tribes. We all come from a tribe. At some point in history, we all belonged to a group of people, right? And we used to have that when we were kids. If you can think about when you were in like middle school or high school and you had your crew, right? Like your tribe, they were your everything. Like everything that you guys did was like the Super Bowl. I know that I used to walk home from school every day with my best friends from high school and we would go to my house and we would make up dances and I would choreograph everything. And we like knew exactly what was going on in each other's lives to the T. Like you know, who was kissing boys, who was having sex, like, you know, whose parents were fighting. Everything we did was like the most important thing to each other. We would throw each other massive birthday parties. And it's not that I don't have that now. I definitely do. 
but I'm intentional with it. And I feel like a lot of people on this planet don't have maybe what I have or maybe what you have if you're listening and you're like, yeah, I have that too. I have my girl squad and it's amazing. But many people don't. You know, we we are more isolated now than we ever have been in our history. We live in these single family homes and we don't know our next door neighbors. I mean, it's kind of crazy if you think about it. And what happens is we start to reserve our love. We start to reserve our love for this one person, right? And this is, you know, back to the danger of the one. It can be very isolating to feel the need to protect this this love as if it's finite, as if it's not renewable, as if it doesn't multiply, right? Love isn't any of those things because I give love to one person doesn't mean I have less of it to give to someone else. The only thing that you might have less of is time because like time is a is a finite resource, but love is not. And I believe that we were literally put on this planet to love and to share that with more people. And so it is so healthy for your relationship to lean into your other relationships with your girlfriends, with your guy friends, with your families, with your brothers and sisters, coworkers, whoever it is. You know, what it does is it it creates more space in your relationship and it also has you access more parts of yourself. If you think of yourself like a pie, when you're in relationship with your person, you are likely using a certain set of tools, you're using a certain set of characteristics because we love patterns. The mind loves to create patterns. So how I show up in my relationship with my husband is different than how I show up in my relationship with my best friend or my relationship with my mom, right? So with my relationship with Pasha, I feel very like expressed for lack of a better word. I do. I feel like I'm using a lot of who I am when I'm with him, but it's still limited. You know, it might be like 50%, but I'll tell you what, I went salsa dancing last Saturday night with, you know, my girlfriend, Lauren, her brother, his girlfriend, and one of my best guy friends. And I had a fucking blast. I was like all over that dance floor. And it doesn't mean that like, I can't do that with Pasha, of course, but he doesn't like salsa dancing. He's never really going to want to go salsa dancing. And a whole like en fuego side of me came out or fuego, I guess, because I'm a girl, but I was feeling myself and I was on fire and I'm not going to get to do that all the time with him. You know, he'll come once in a while because he's supportive and he loves me, but he would rather be watching football probably. And I don't enjoy that so much. So if I were trying to conserve my, my energy or my love, and I wasn't focused on, you know, building those relationships also putting time and effort and energy into other people, I likely wouldn't have that part of myself being expressed or being like let out of its, you know, birdcage every once in a while. If you think about that for a moment, I'm sure you can find areas in your life where you've not done the thing that would have been really fun, that would have been different, that would have felt so good for your soul because you wanted to spend more time with your partner. And it's it's challenging. There's so many nights where I I don't go out and I don't go do the thing that I know that I'll love with someone else because I want to be home with my husband, you know? But this is a note of encouragement to 
lean into those other relationships because you will use other parts of yourself. And it might feel like, you know, goal setting and spending time apart and tribe are blending together, but they really all support one another. But what happens is when I go for a beach walk and a coffee with a good girlfriend, I'm going to use a part of myself that shows up when I'm like just with that girlfriend. And so the byproduct of that is you are expressing yourself more fully and completely because the best way that we learn about ourselves is in relationship with other people. And so the more isolated you are and the fewer deep, intimate, connected relationships you have, the less you're expressing yourself, the less you are using all your tools, all your magic, all your power, and you start to become a minimized version of yourself, right? And that's not sexy. That's not healthy. And so leaning into your tribe is so, it's, it's so valuable and it feels so good, even if it's something that's out of practice or something that's hard to do. And another little note on these relationships with other people, because I'm sure you might be listening and thinking, well, that's kind of dangerous. I don't want to develop deeper connections maybe with certain people because I'm afraid that I might make my partner jealous or I might get too close. Or if my partner goes and does that, I might get jealous. Again, these are beautiful indicators of ways you can work on some shadow about yourself and about your feelings, right? If jealousy is coming up, ask yourself why. You know, if you if you go back to episode three, when we talked about your partner's not your superhero um, with my girl, Chloe, we said like, jealousy isn't something you should try to avoid. It's something that you should work on to potentially soften it, to maybe even eliminate it. Because doing this kind of work for, you know, eight years, I feel I like barely have any jealousy left. I mean, it might pop up five to 10% of the time in my life. And even for my monogamous friends, you know, just because you're monogamous doesn't mean you don't experience jealousy. Of course you do. You just have less opportunities for it maybe. And so I think that when you're having your independent vision, when you're having your independent goals, you're having your couple goals, you're spending time apart, you're leaning into tribe and these other relationships, you're the most fully expressed version of yourself. And that is so beautiful and fun. And it's going to make you a healthier, more well-rounded person. It's also more attractive to your partner because again, like you're creating a little bit of mystery. You're creating that desire. And, you know, when you think about people on their deathbed, right? The one thing they want is more time. They always say that. And how would they spend it? They usually would say, I'm going to spend it with the people that I love. And I bet that they think a lot about the people that they could have shown more love to. And so if you have a community, if you have a family that you feel like you haven't been sharing so much love with because you have these walls, you have these fears or these insecurities or these jealousies, or you feel like you're holding your partner back from having, you know, more guy friends or more girlfriends because you are trying to spend a lot of your time together. Think about that because at the end of our lives, we usually think about people that we could have shown more love to, 
or spent more time together in community. Community feels so good to witness and and be witnessed and just be together in all the ups and downs of life. I am obviously really big into community. And so, you know, I might sound like a broken record on this one, but I think that it is the most important thing about being in discovery mode. It's my favorite one. I'm going to leave you lovers with a little story. I was lucky enough to marry two of my best friends at Burning Man a couple of years ago. And before they exchanged their rings, I shared with them that these two rings were already a symbol of how whole and complete they were on their own as people. And as they exchanged them, my hope for them is that they would come into this union just full on their own. And they would give themselves whole and complete to their partner in this way and not try to complete each other. And that is what I'm hoping I communicated to you today, whether you are single, dating, in a relationship, dating everybody, stay in discovery mode, friends. That's where the magic's at. This has been another solo joyful episode. And I'm so, so happy that you are hanging around with me. These are really fun and (laughs) they're getting easier. So please, please show us some love. If you like this episode, screenshot it, tag me in it and share on social media. I would love to be a part of your journey. If you liked this, then get on our mailing list because I am going to be creating an ebook for those of you wanting to stay in discovery mode. And don't forget, we have an open late dictionary. You can download it with the link in the show notes. See you guys next time. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Hey, are you a super fan of Taylor Swift, Jelly Roll, or Morgan Wallen? Are you that song nerd who likes to dive into every little lyric of every little song and figure out what everything means? Do you want to take that a bit further, though? Because I have a podcast called Songwriter Soup, and it dives into the journey of a songwriter and how those people help craft the soundtrack of your life. I'm Laura Veltz, and I'm bringing all of my friends together to discuss our funny little job writing for all of your favorite artists. Listen to Songwriter Soup wherever you get your podcasts.